Welcome to the Self-Care Tarot Podcast with me, Kat Crawford. A podcast that uses tarot to delve a little deeper into self-exploration, enhance your journaling and aid with spiritual development. Welcome back all. I hope you are well as if it's the end of February already. I feel like as soon as January ends, we go into some sort of light speed for the rest of the year and everything just passes us by. So I took a little break last week to catch up with everything um, and that's why there wasn't a podcast episode last week. I did manage to catch up but I did not get ahead of podcasting like I had planned to as I had scheduled in but yeah, it can't be helped. I did other stuff, so I was productive. I did manage to finish the lesson planning for my upcoming spiritual journey course, which will be coming out over the next couple of months. And also I did a lot of work on the introduction to energetic tarot course that is going to be running for 10 weeks in like across May and July. So keep an eye out for that. And also you can sign up on my website to receive any notifications when um, the doors are open to enroll in that one. But yeah, and the Energetic Tarot course is going to be a live course. The Spiritual Journey course will be a self-led course that you can buy all year round on my website. So make sure that you are signed up to email follow me on social so that you can find out when that is launched. Um, The Energetic Tarot course is going to be limited to how many people can join and keeping the class to a maximum of about 20 people so that it just feels a bit more intimate and, you know, I can cater to everybody and everybody can be seen and heard. So very excited to share my kind of own energetic tarot practice with everyone so I hope you guys will enjoy that I hope (laughs) we will see for now though let's focus on this week's episode where we are working with a major arcana card the chariot and as far as I'm aware my memory is not very good but I'm as far as I'm aware we haven't touched on the energy energy of the chariot before. So hopefully this is a nice introduction or reintroduction review of this card and what energy this card brings. So we will be using the chariot to help us better understand what it means to be on a spiritual journey. And I have an intensive guide slash workbook on my shop at the moment that helps you build a spiritual practice. So this is a good kind of precursor to diving in with that work and the work that also you could be doing if you choose to enroll in that um, spiritual journey course as well that's coming. So yeah, we're going to kind of use this as a nice warm introduction to what we talk about in the course and also what we talk about in that ebook as well. So without further ado, let's just settle in and grab our chariot cards or a picture of it or just 
imagine it in your in your brain and yeah we're going to use the chariot to guide us as we start to uncover what it really means to be on a spiritual journey So before we get going, every episode I like to do a little introduction to the card that is going to be guiding us and supporting us through what we're talking about. So in a tarot deck, I always feel like there are cards that I know on like a personal level and then there are others who are just kind of acquaintances and the chariot is one of those. I hardly ever get the chariot in my own readings. I think I've got it like once in about 10 years or something. So I'm assuming that's a good thing. (laughs) At least I hope it's a good thing and not a terrible thing, but you know, it could be both. I think it's probably because the chariot is all about kind of drive and forward movement. And that's something that I'm never really lacking in (laughs) that department. Structure, definitely, but (laughs) forward movement and kind of that willpower to keep going. I'm quite on top of that, so maybe that's why I don't get the chariot all that often. But that's the reason I thought this card could be really helpful when it comes to tackling the subject of spiritual journeys, because a spiritual journey is a form of growth and forward movement that often requires drive and perseverance, especially when things are like really challenging or hard to face. So often people see the chariot as something quite stern and cold because it's quite an ambitious card but it is actually the card of cancer so it is deeply rooted in that emotional and intuitive realm. Another reason why I picked it for today's episode because it has that kind of emotional grounding, emotional anchor point. So with the chariot we can see what we want to achieve And we can see the points in the distance, like we can see where we're going, that we want to work towards. But those points or kind of milestones have to be led by the soul. So the reason why you want to get to that point has to be soul led. And that's because they have to be things we feel connected with and have a deep emotional drive to achieve. Because if we don't have that, that's when things start to feel pointless or passionless. So if we look at the Rider Waite card in particular, the two sphinxes on the Rider card represent that kind of um, masculine and feminine energies, the dark and light, the yin and yang. So those kind of two very opposite energies working together in a sort of paradox. So they are opposites, but they need each other in order to be able to kind of pull that chariot forward. Because if one of those sphinxes or energies, however you want to kind of look at it, is overpowering the other, you'll go off course. So say like if the black sphinx wanted to go in one direction and the white sphinx wanted to go in a different direction, you wouldn't really get very far because they're both kind of working against each other. So with the chariot... It's often a call to help us bring back those two sphinxes together so that they can 
both work to the same goal. And we can attribute this directly to a spiritual journey because we have to make sure we don't just focus on like the love and light and positivity, but that we also focus on the shadow and the darker parts of ourselves and those kind of limiting beliefs or negative kind of self-talk or negative self-image and things like that. So we have to focus on both of those dark and light in equal measure. And if we can actively create and maintain this balance, nothing will be able to stop us from moving forward. So our, our spiritual, emotional and energetic battery will stay well and truly charged and we'll be able to set goals and also easily achieve them. So what is a spiritual journey? So when we talk about a spiritual journey, it can take many different forms. For the purpose of this podcast and my business offerings and services, we'll be talking about a spiritual journey in the capacity of connecting with the soul and exploring the self's connection with the wider energies of the world and the universe. So a spiritual journey is essentially returning back to the most authentic version of yourself. So it's about working to collect wisdom and understanding that helps us not only better connect with ourselves, but also help us to connect with others and the natural world. So there are two different types of spiritual journey. There's an external and there's an internal one. So an external one is one that kind of usually takes the form of a physical pilgrimage. So one of the most famous pilgrimages pilgrimages is the pilgrimage to Mecca carried out by uh, Muslims and followers of Islam. So you are physically journeying to a place in order to receive spiritual enlightenment. And I feel like a lot more people did this in like medieval times. <laughs> Things like trying to find the Holy Grail and stuff like that, where you have monks or some guy deciding he needs to better understand what it means to be divine. And he kind of just walks for hours and days and months and years <laughs> until he comes to that realization but that would be a very external spiritual journey in this episode we're focusing on internal spiritual journeys so nobody's walking anywhere <laughs> i mean you can if you want but mostly we're just doing internal work so we're working on ourselves in order to reach an enlightenment all in one place so we don't have to go anywhere we're just focusing inwards so the way that many of us do this is through things like religion or spiritual practices such as meditation or journaling or if you follow witchcraft maybe you do spellcraft, divination and there's millions of ways that you can do this. So the way I view a spiritual journey of this kind, this internal spiritual journey is that it is a way to live a much more mindful and intentional life. So in order to better understand the self, we create a stronger connection with ourselves by actively practicing certain activities or focusing on topics, ideas and beliefs and really building that knowledge of divine energies and esoteric practices and esoteric ideas and really just diving into those mysteries and unknown things that 
surround us in the universe and the world and everything like that. So is a spiritual journey easy? Absolutely not. You have to be ready to take on the good and the bad, to experience the positive and the negative in equal measure. So again, that dark sphinx, that light sphinx, really bringing those two together in equal measure. Unfortunately, there will be things you don't want to deal with or face head on, but usually it's in those things that the bulk of your spiritual and personal growth will happen. So it's something that we really have to dive into if we want to do this work, because nobody developed or grew or expanded or transformed by staying in their safe zone. It's staying in the area where they don't have to deal with the bad stuff and they don't have to deal with those things that really um, make us behave and think in certain ways. So a spiritual journey is therefore a process. It's one that takes you from who you are right now to a higher version of yourself. And that higher version of yourself may better understand the universe. They may be more confident in themselves and they may have different beliefs and values than you. So you are pushing your boundaries and the boundaries of your reality to better see behind the veil, so to speak. So again, I always do air quotes on the podcast and I'm like, well, nobody can see me. (laughs) But we're essentially trying to see behind the veil. And there are mysteries underpinning everything we know about the world. So about life, about the universe, all of it. And we embark on a spiritual journey and commit to uncovering these answers so that we can better understand our place in the world, our purpose. We try and, I want to say we try and figure out the meaning of life. We never actually do figure out the meaning of life, but we give it a good go (laughs) and we learn what we learn And what stays a mystery to us just stays a mystery and we accept that. And that's a big part of your spiritual journey is also accepting that you are never going to have all the answers and that whatever answers you do get, you have to really hold on to and nurture and appreciate the fact that you have been able to discover these things and feel gratitude that you have been gifted this knowledge. Hello my loves, I'm quickly butting into this episode just to quickly tell you about the Soul Tarot coaching sessions. So if you feel like there's something blocking you from reaching your goals or stopping you from feeling completely aligned with life and your authentic self, then Soul Tarot coaching could be for you. My Soul Tarot coaching sessions are a two-part coaching service that consists of a tarot discovery session and a follow-up soul strategy session with a week of rest and recuperation in the middle. Using the tarot, we start to uncover the thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and habits that are currently stopping you from being who you want to be or living a life you love. Our soul strategy session then takes all those discoveries and helps you create a plan of action to overcome, work through, or accept what is needed to move you forwards towards your goals. 
If this resonates with you, then why not get in touch to book your discovery call? We can chat about what you're struggling with right now and I can tell you whether a soul tarot coaching session is the right course of action for you. So simply head to the link in the show notes to book your call or session and we can get started. Now let's get back to this week's self-care tarot episode. So let's have a look at what a spiritual journey actually looks like because it is a mystery, especially if you are just starting out and you you know you want to embark on a spiritual journey, but you're like, I don't know what that means. So despite what social media tells you, there is absolutely no set way to embark on a spiritual journey. It is one of the most personal and changeable experiences you will ever have. So even the way your spiritual journey will look at the very beginning. It won't be how it looks in 10 or 20 or 30 years down the line. So if we're talking about what does a spiritual journey look like externally, so to the outside world, then we're talking about essentially the practices we choose to engage with. Because most of the work that you will do will be changing you internally. So if we're looking at how it looks, we have we have to kind of talk about the spiritual practices and how it looks from the outside. So what do you do? What do you physically do to go on a spiritual journey? So like everything in your spiritual journey, the practices you choose should directly fulfill your intention for coming on this journey in the first place. So there's no point of doing something because somebody else was doing it or because it's on trend right now. If you're not connecting with your physical actions, then they hold no weight. They don't hold any nourishment. They don't hold any nutrients for you. It's literally just doing something for the sake of doing it. So a spiritual journey can look very similar to an educational journey in that respect. So you start as a novice And then you work your way up before moving on to something new and reclaiming that role of novice again. So again, it's like a cycle. So when you first begin, you'll be covering the basics. That's usually a good place to start, kind of building your spiritual foundations. So things like understanding what your spirituality is, what your spirituality looks and feels like. So what paths are open to you and start learning some of the terminology and the ideologies and the kind of esoteric principles that you might want to use and dive into in order to do that work and find the answers that you're looking for. So once you find your footing, you'll probably start to dive into more advanced ideas and then you might find a specific spiritual subject that you really connect with. And from there, you may work to specialise or focus solely on that topic for a while. And that's what I did um, with crystals. And then from crystals, I moved into witchcraft. And from witchcraft, I moved into divination and specifically tarot. So when you start to focus on a specific area... You may initially feel like you're neglecting other aspects of your spirituality. So when I really became obsessed with tarot, I was like, oh, now I feel bad because I'm not doing as much spellcraft as I did, or I'm not learning as much about crystals like I I did before. But that's 
you're fine. <laughs> like, don't worry about that. If you feel really drawn and connected to something, explore it as much as you possibly can until you feel like, okay, I'm done with this now. I want to evolve and move on to something else. So your brain can only focus on one thing at a time and trying to learn about all the things at once can lead to burnout and kind of sensory overload. So definitely not what we want from our spiritual journeys. So don't do that. <laughs> and often that when people kind of come to me for so sold our coaching sessions, they, one of the most common issues that people have is like, I know I want to be on a spiritual journey or I am on a spiritual journey right now, but I just feel overwhelmed by all the different things that I can explore and, and dive into. And so the same thing that I've just said to you guys, I say to them, and that is to really focus on whatever it is specifically that you feel most connected to, that you feel most drawn to, that you have a really fiery interest in. And don't be afraid to just completely immerse yourself in that and really see where it takes you because there will be a reason why that tool or that idea or concept or ideology or whatever it is, there'll be a reason why you feel called to do that. So one of the reasons that I realized, and this was after like a couple of years of doing tarot and divination specifically, I realized that the reason I was most connected with tarot was because I get a lot of information visually through illustration and art and kind of the emotion and creativity that comes through art. I absorb a lot of information and see myself in artwork more than anything else. So that was the main thing. And then the other thing was that I really struggled with other tools on how to connect with subconscious and specifically past traumas and things like that. And through the imagery of the tarot and also the very um, kind of set out archetypal structure and energy of the tarot, I found a lot easier to access those parts of myself. So that was why my intuition was telling me to go more with tarot because my intuition knew that that was going to be a vessel that was going to help me the most on this spiritual journey. So if you're someone that gets easily distracted, why not treat your spiritual journey like being in school or a college? So set yourself semesters or terms, whatever you want to call them, where you commit to learning or practicing one thing at a time. So this is a really kind of beginner way to get into it. Um, you're basically giving yourself a structure. So that kind of platform that you can step onto in order to just get started. So for example, you could say, okay, from September to November, I'm going to learn about X or I'm going to practice X and see how I connect with it. Then from November to December, I'll have a look into this other thing and so on and so on. So you're kind of just blocking out time for you to dive into subjects and topics. So this can be a little bit too clinical for some, but if you are someone who thrives on regimental structure and you really need that to help you focus, then this could work for you. 
Another way of creating an external spiritual practice is by taking courses, workshops, or going to in-person events. So opening up to the guidance of a mentor or a teacher. And that can be a really great way to get started because you have that support right there to lean on as you try and navigate this novice chapter of your life. So you're really, and again, this kind of brings us back to the chariot because the chariot is very much about being humble enough to ask for support and ask for guidance. It's a bit like when you get lost driving around somewhere and you have to pull over and ask someone for directions. We're talking about the same kind of situation. So being able to access that support and that guidance can often be something that really helps people navigate the very first kind of chapter of their spiritual journey. So something you could do is you can enroll on my self-led spiritual practice course, (coughs) quick promo, or you could look for events near you like women's circles or holistic Uh, marketplaces and artisan fairs and things like that at the early stages of any cycle like we talked about before spiritual journey is a constant turning of cycles within cycles you'll want to leave yourself open to experimentation and open your eyes to what lies outside of your comfort zone and that's one of the most exciting parts of starting a new spiritual cycle or a completely new spiritual journey. It's filled with this creativity and playfulness and you have the space to try everything and decide what fits and what doesn't fit. And remember, it is only you that is experiencing this. So don't think about what other people might think looking in because it's none of their business. What you are trying to do is trying to try all these different hats to see what makes you feel the most like you. That kind of brings you back to yourself. That's another reason why going to workshops or doing kind of one-on-one coaching or doing these kind of self-led courses online can really help because you're in your own bubble and you have the freedom to be like, okay, well, I really resonate with this part of it, but I don't resonate with this part of it. And in a lot of cases as well, doing things online instead of in person, if you're kind of like, oh, I don't really want to go to a workshop or I don't want to kind of work one-on-one with someone just yet, then those online resources can be a very safe place to do that experimentation and really try and figure things out. So where to start? So the very first step is to understand why you want to start on a spiritual journey. So get clear about your why. Why is it you feel a call to be more spiritual? Why do you feel you want to explore life's mysteries in greater detail? Why do you want to find enlightenment? Why do you want to feel more present? What is your why? As soon as you're clear about that, as soon as you're clear about your why, it gets a lot easier to understand what topics to look into and what paths to try and what tools to use. So you'll be able to rule out certain practices for now. You might revisit them later on down the line or in a different cycle of your journey, but you'll be able to rule out those practices that don't fit with your current motivations and intentions or your current needs. So for example, if your intention 
for taking on a spiritual journey is because you want to feel more at home in your physical body and you want to feel more present day to day, then you might start by looking at practices and ideas that center around grounding and mindfulness. You might have a look at working with the root chakra and the different ways you can work with the root chakra to really ground you and kind of bring you into this present moment. If you wanted to better understand your emotions or your behaviours, you might turn to divination like I did, or you might uh, integrate that with journaling to really start to dig those subconscious thoughts and feelings out and, and work through them. So match the practices and the tools with your ideas and your intention. For the more introverted of us, books, blogs, social media accounts will all be your ideal starting point. So you'll be able to search for specific topics and accounts to help you gain inspiration and guidance and point you in different directions. And you'll be able to do that all from the comfort of your own home, which is always good. So in my recent um, Ultimate Spiritual Journey guide, which I think um, I link in the show notes, if I don't, I will do it this time, I offer some reading lists, account recommendations, and also other resources that could all help with this. So if that sounds up your street, <laughs> go and check that out. The link will be in the show notes, um, or you can just go to theselfcareemporium.com click on shop and it is in there for you as well. But there are a couple of different kind of resources and reading lists in there for you. So if you are looking for something that's more engaging, more hands-on, then look for in-person classes or workshops or events. So a really great place to start is if you can get to um, festivals like the Happy Place Festival, which is run by Fern Cotton here in the UK. And events like these really help you to meet people in person, listen to talks from people within the spiritual and well-being community and experience different classes that maybe you wouldn't have normally have access to or workshops from professionals. And you can do it all in one place, all in one day. So it's like a big taster day. And I mean, the Happy Place Festival is one of, I think, the biggest well-being festivals in the UK. There are smaller festivals that you can go to. I think there's one called Burning Woman Festival, which is mostly uh, a witchcraft festival. But there's loads of different ones. Um, if you really kind of dig in and have a look, some of them are a bit hidden. <laughs> but yeah, joining things like Facebook groups and, and stuff like that or doing like a quick Google search should bring up any that are in your area. Even going to um, Eventbrite can bring up small fairs and events within a certain kind of radius. So you'll be surprised how many there really are out there, especially here in the UK. The, a lot of the times they're very hidden, but they are there. So like anything, getting started is always the hardest part. So remember to take it day by day. Don't put pressure on yourself to stick to like a soul destroying schedule that defeats the point of choosing a more spiritual life. I learned that the hard way. I was like, right, I'm going to do this on this day and then I'm going to meditate. And that's not, <laughs> it's not, not a very chilled way of doing it. So really take it easy, take it slow, be, be a bit nicer to yourself, especially if you're a perfectionist like myself, you'll have to really work on your need to be perfect and get everything right straight out the gate so 
that's something nice to work on. Remember those lessons of the chariot and having to appease and balance both that those kind of lights and dark parts of yourself. Accept that there are parts of yourself that need work and be open to doing what is needed to improve or or parent them, kind of nurture them. So take baby steps into your spiritual journey. You don't have to throw yourself in right in, into the deep end. You can kind of tiptoe yourself in. You can try things out. You can say, okay, I don't like that. I want to try something different. And you are perfectly valid in that. And you can do that, no worries. So start by adding maybe one small spiritual practice into your day and work up from there. So spiritual journeys are all about nurturing growth. So feel free to start as small as you like and expand as you gain that confidence and and assurance in what it is you're trying to achieve. Right, let us end this episode with some journal prompts as per usual. We are going to be working with the chariot. So bringing things back to the chariot card. How can this card help us to better understand our own spiritual journeys? So let's work through a few journal prompts to start getting a clearer picture of what's going on with you and maybe thinking of that why we chatted about earlier. Why do you want to come on this spiritual journey? So prompt one, what would you say are 10 of your flaws? So what don't you like about yourself or what habits or behaviours do you have that cause you issues or challenges? <laughs> a nice positive way to start the day. Prompt two, what resistance came up when you were writing your flaws? What thoughts came up? Did your mind try and block you from thinking of these things or did it really offer them up to you very willingly for judgment? So write down how it felt to address those flaws and create that list. Prompt three, that resistance that you felt will be your why so the reason you need to go on the spiritual journey so for example if your mind tried to prevent you from thinking about these things then you need to go on a journey to find out why it didn't want you to think about those things if your mind offered them up to you willingly you need to go on a journey to figure out why it was so willing to give you this information to have you be judgmental of yourself. So once you've analysed this, have a look at it and write down what you think your why could be. Prompt four, now you have your why or some semblance of a why, an intention for your spiritual journey. Think about your virtues. What are your strengths? What are your skills? What are your positive personality traits? How could those things help you on this journey? So maybe you are a good artist and if so, how could creativity play a role in your journey? How could it help you find those answers that you're looking for? So really spend some time on this and brainstorm how your positives could help you lift and improve or nurture and take care of your negatives. So it's kind of like a salve or um, a medicine for that list you came up with in prompt one. And the reason that we do this, we kind of look at the positives and the negatives, how the positives could help the negatives, is just so that we can see where that balance could be created. So whether there's an imbalance either way, 
this gives us a very broad overview of where imbalances could lie and how we can start to really bring those two things up so that they are equal. Hopefully that little exercise helps you get on the right path. If you want to share your why with me, I would love to hear them. So feel free to email me at info at theselfcareemporium.com or message me on Instagram. I'm very excited for you. I love the beginning of a fresh cycle, a a fresh kind of spiritual journey. It's always filled with so much fun and creativity. And yeah, remember if you want a great resource for getting started on your spiritual journey, then you can grab my ultimate spiritual journey guide, which is on the shop on the selfcareemporium.com or sign up to be notified on when you can enroll for my upcoming self-led spiritual practice course. So that is it for this week. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and you keep coming back because you guys are amazing and really working wonders for the podcast. So if you have already reviewed, thank you so much. It's really, really helping to get the podcast heard by a wider group of people. So that is it for this week. I hope you all have a lovely week and I will speak to you very soon. Bye bye, guys.